I'm Rusty Williams, and this is Forming the Future, a series of conversations exploring the intersections of education, innovation, and physical space. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Chris Mallett. Chris is Vice President for Online Experiential Learning at Northeastern University. He leads the university's online and hybrid learning strategies and his professional advancement network, which serves learners and employers through more than 200 online, hybrid, and campus-based professional programs in Boston and a growing number of other cities. Before assuming his current responsibilities, Chris was instrumental in the establishment, growth, and success of Western Governors University, a pioneer in the delivery of online competency-based education at scale. So Chris, thank you very much for joining me today. I uh, really appreciate you making the time. I was interested in speaking with you after reading a lot about Northeastern's uh, initiatives to expand to multiple campuses. And part of what uh, I've uh, been talking to different people about is the meaning of campus and the meaning of place and the role that that will play, especially as technology and different types of online learning and virtual reality and all sorts of other things start to progress. Um, this idea of, a, uh, I think you called it a globally networked university, and uh, I just wanted to dig into that and uh, learn more about it. Well, thanks, Rusty. I really appreciate the chance to talk about this because this, this um, exploration, if you will, or the meaning of campus in a really exciting age is something that we're spending a lot of time on and, and our own ideas about you know, what it means to have a campus in a global university system uh, or a network of campuses. Our own thinking and, and ideas around that are evolving and have been evolving since we've been aggressively pursuing this strategy for the last five or six years. So when we... Um, when we set out initially, we saw campuses as a place to complement a, a, an online and professional portfolio. Um, but increasingly, we're seeing them as portals into some really exciting places in the world and uh, in North America, where there's really exciting employment and employer realities. And we're learning a lot more about what our learners uh, want, those we serve, what they want from a campus-based uh, experience with Northeastern. And uh, one of the things we've learned is that they they want a lot more than the ability to come together with their classmates in a classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, they're particularly interested in, in career-related services and opportunities. So um, I, I was surprised to learn that this isn't just a vision and a place you're going. You're already several steps along the way with campuses in Seattle and San Francisco and what is it Research Triangle down in North Carolina in Charlotte yeah Charlotte yeah yeah we yeah, about about 6 years ago we started we're in our 6th year in Charlotte that was the first campus that we opened and our strategy there was to just learn how to do business and connect with another manifestation of Northeastern that was beyond Boston we we've been in Boston for more than 100 years as as you and your listeners may know um, but we're in our sixth year now in Charlotte, and uh, the learnings that we've done in Charlotte, including how to deal with state regulatory issues and how to become a member and contributing member of a different community, how to introduce Northeastern to a community that may not have it top of mind like the folks in New England uh, may have. Um, that inspired us to, uh, about four years ago, open our second campus in Seattle. Uh, so we've been doing business in Seattle uh, in similar ways now for more than three years, and we're positioned in both cities in really, um, really exciting and strategic parts of the cities. We're, we're right downtown in Charlotte, 
where uh, we have two different facilities in Seattle that are right in the heart of Amazon and mm-hmm. all of its enterprise, uh, which is a really exciting place to be in general and, and consistent with our strategy to serve learners and employers and their needs. Right. Um, about two years, two years ago, we got started in Silicon Valley, uh, different strategy in Silicon Valley. We're in San Jose now and expanding within the Valley with other lighter uh, footprint campuses. Uh, and we'll be announcing some different initiatives in the coming year. Um, to extend from our current location to connect throughout the valley. And we're in our first year in Toronto, which is our first campus outside of North America. Oh, nice. Or, I'm sorry, outside of America. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, 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 I think most people know this, but uh, Northeastern has always been uh, famous and known for its internship and its, and its uh, integration of experience in the business world with its educational experience. And it sounds like, in a way, this sort of fits with that, um, that heritage or that history and, you know, it looks to ex- expand on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we have more than 3000 employer partners who, who support our learners by sponsoring co-ops or short-term projects so that they can gain experience. This cooperative education program has been fundamental to the university since its inception as a way to bring learning and work together. And we're, we're the leader in that space. Uh, our undergraduates do two to three, sometimes four or more six-month co-op experiences where they're off campus, they're not taking additional courses, they're paid to be full-time employees in organizations, and then they bring that learning back as they continue through their studies. Um, With professional learners, uh, co-op, the classic or traditional co-op doesn't necessarily um, it's not as easy or, or as possible if you're a working adult, for example, to then go explore in another industry or another field for a six-month stint. So for the past couple of years, we've been building what we're calling our experiential network, and we're mm-hmm. pioneering short-term projects sponsored by employers that can be done at a distance in increments of anywhere from five to ten hours a week so that early career people or career changers can get the benefit of new learning and new experience under sponsorship of employers, and in both cases, employers get the benefit of talent and capacity and the opportunity to, in some cases, audition a learner, you know, as part of a recruiting, a classic recruiting process, or um, just help uh, grow and continue to meet the capacity demands of their organizations. Mm -hmm. And for those reasons, we felt like as we expand these campuses, the place to be is to be in in cities where uh, the economy is vibrant and growing, that have their own unique um, needs and character. You can think of uh, the technology, uh, energy, and enthusiasm that's happening in in Seattle, for example, or Charlotte is known for its finance and its energy um, uh, employers and needs. And so we're trying to align our portfolio uh, in regions of the world that have unique economic and employment reality so that our learners and uh, our employer partners can continue to be well served by the way we do by the way, we do education and learning in general, which mm-hmm. is entirely experiential. And, you know, we talked about these as being new campuses in, in different cities and, and a, a, a global network uh, for Northeastern. But the the image of a campus for most people would be, you know, a, uh, um, 
a quad and a bunch of dorms and uh, different buildings, a science building, other things. It, th that's not what we're talking about here. This is a different kind of campus, right? And maybe maybe you could just sort of describe for us what what it means to be at Northeastern in Seattle, for example. Oh, thanks for asking that question because that's a really important distinction. We're we're not building dorms in Seattle, and we're not. Um, uh, establishing the infrastructure that, that one would see if, if, if one walked the campus here in Boston. Um, we're, we're taking uh, what you could describe as office space in key um, uh, communities within these cities. So mm -hmm. in Seattle, again, we're, we're literally across the street from Amazon's headquarters in um, two different buildings, uh, you know, about uh, maybe 500 yards from one another. And within those buildings, we have campus, uh, I'm sorry, classroom facilities, and we have services available, career coaches uh, and student services professionals are there. Uh, our faculty in certain colleges work full-time in the Seattle campus. We have several colleges who have begun to hire full-time faculty members to live and work in that campus as opposed to here in Boston. Uh, but no, we don't have the residence halls. There's no... Um, you know, athletics facilities or uh, kind of a student commons area. It's more uh, designed to be a place of convening and, and learning and, and uh, to support the learning that happens through courses or through boot camps or other initiatives, but also a place to convene the community and to connect and engage with employers and a place for our faculty and staff to use as a base as they do business in these cities. Mm -hmm. uh, those research faculty, for example, in Seattle, uh, teach, but they also conduct their research and and partner with employers and others in the community as well. And, and you, I think you personally have done a lot in the world of online learning and delivery of of online courses. Does do these uh, satellite campuses and satellite locations fit in with with an online strategy in some particular way? Yeah, and that's one of the learnings that we that I mentioned earlier. As we started in Charlotte, we knew that uh, a physical presence would allow us to differentiate in a competitive uh, online space. You know, we, we aren't limited to just online offerings. Uh, and we could say to, for example, learners in the Southeast, well, we can give you the access and the flexibility of online, but you can leverage the power of place and you can come together through residencies or hybrid experiences or even simple networking and workshop events that we host and sponsor through these campuses. And you, and you can get that through Northeastern in a way that you might not if you were to enroll in an exclusively online institution. Mm -hmm. And what we, what we saw in response was a couple things. We saw, we saw that that was working from a brand and an awareness and a pers uh, presence perspective. If you look at our enrollment patterns around the country, we're disproportionately um, more present around the areas where these campuses exist. Mm -hmm. So just being part of the community helps. Uh, and that's consistent with learnings that I've done elsewhere in a, in a similar strategy with a, a different uh, organization that, that sort of um, when you go beyond just advertising uh, as an online option in a community, you're actually part of the community. I think people are attracted to that and they find it to be um, connected to what they value about their own cities and their own communities and you're part of it. And, and that gives you some advantages in the marketing and the enrollment uh, game, which is competitive and challenging. 
But the other learning that we did is that the, what the learners are most excited about was not, as I said earlier, just coming together with other students to go to class, but rather more of what we think of as networking and career-oriented opportunities. So we've made use of these facilities to do a lot more recently around convening employers and mm-hmm. community members and alum and faculty and experts from other institutions or elsewhere and making um, opportunities available to our learners to come together and learn and network and grow in areas that they're excited about and not just using the facilities to offer a hybrid version of an online course. Right. What, what the online methodology does for us is it gives us options. We design our entire portfolio for digital deployment in a really modular way so that we can certainly deliver courses online and, and, and compete and serve in that plane, and we do it well. Um, but we can also take the same material and chunk it differently for deployment, for example, in a boot camp that might happen uh, in these campuses. And there's a, there's a great story to tell about our, our uh, entry into the boot camp world in the last year. Yeah, you've used that term uh, a couple of times. It'd be helpful if you just would describe what, what is a boot camp experience like? Sure. We, we, um, about a year and a half ago, we, uh, we saw that, that consumers were valuing more short format, intense experiences. There are some other companies that your listeners may have learned about that are exclusively boot camp providers, and they're providing um, you know, the equivalent of full-time instruction for anywhere from two weeks to three months as a way to either provide the last mile of training and certification for a recent college grad who needs a little bit more polish or skill to compete for technical jobs or um, competitive opportunities, or as a lifelong learning strategy for retraining mm-hmm. or um, any other sort of uh, objective about sort of staying current and competitive in a, in a competitive workforce. So uh, our new ventures unit last year, uh, uh, the person who runs that for us is a man named Nick Dukoff, and Nick's an entrepreneur. He and his team went aside and, and built a boot camp company called Level. Uh, and we started with an analytics boot camp, and we built it for delivery here in Boston. Successfully enrolled in the initial cohort. We started to compete in that space. And within the first year, Nick and his team rolled Level out to all uh, of our U.S.-based campuses. So we run cohorts now every three months or so in Boston, Charlotte, Silicon Valley, and Seattle. We run them face-to-face, they're two-month uh, experiences focused on analytics and entrepreneurship in Silicon Valley, just recently have launched an Internet of Things-focused boot camp. Mm-hmm. And, and we've taken that, um, that strategy, and then we've, we've created uh, a path from that boot camp into certificates and master's degrees within the broader portfolio. So the term that we use is stackability, everything at Northeastern stacks. So you can come in and do your boot camp and know that when you complete it, it'll stack into your certificate or your master's degree. So you get the return on that time and tuition investment. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want it to stack and you just needed the boot camp, you can do that too. The thing that's relevant about what we're talking about is that we, we pioneered this concept here in Boston. We proved the concept and really quickly within a few months, we had distributed, distributed it through the network of campuses and are now running our second or third instance of the boot camp uh, experience in each of these campuses. 
that's in some way the vision for this globally uh, this global university system that that whether it's built in Boston or whether it's built in Seattle, it's available to the entire network. Mm-hmm. And in certain communities, it might not be needed. We're not running the Internet of Things uh, boot camp anywhere but Silicon Valley right now because there isn't necessarily demand for it. But as that demand evolves and grows around the country and around the world, we'll be able to distribute our products and services through the network is the vision. And that's another reason we're making these investments and trying to develop in this way. Interesting. Um, so just the places you've described and the kind of courses you've described and the boot camps you just described all sound very entrepreneurial, uh, business, uh, sort of new next generation kind of business focused and, you know, helping to foster innovation and all the things that kind of seem uh, very logical, natural, given my background in, uh, in technology. But I'm wondering, do you see this extending to if somebody wanted to uh, study uh, European architecture, uh, does this does this extend to that to the to more liberal arts type of thing, or do you think it'll stay fairly um, tech and business focused? I think that's a great question. If we were to find a, a, ourselves in a community that had a thirst or a demand for more liberal education or or more programs in that of that type then the, the, the strategy is to respond to the needs of the community. Yeah. Um, and Seattle's a good example. Seattle's got an amazing community college and state university system, but it's capacity constrained. There's a lot of um, uh, constraints, budgetary and otherwise, on the system itself. If there was demand and, and uh, an opportunity to meet a need like that in a campus like that, we'd, we'd you know, theoretically want to be positioned to respond to it. Right. Um, I, I don't think that th- those types of programs are high on the product roadmap for, I think, reasons related to uh, the fact that they're, they're well served often by other institutions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when we're talking about post-traditional learners, right, so that working adult who needs to do a BS completion program, for example, or uh, an early career professional who wants a certificate or a master's degree to compete and to get ahead, they tend to be, those types of learners tend to be less focused on the, the classic liberal arts degrees right. and more focused on the types of degrees that we're talking about now because uh, because that's the part of the drive for retraining. Right. I also want to be clear that we offer, you know, uh, the whole portfolio that's available online includes 200 programs. Um, and so if, if within those programs we saw interest in more place-based programming through one of these campuses, we could, we could respond and we could pursue it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think you said this earlier, uh, but I don't know if I repeated it, that this, what we're talking about is nearly all postgraduate uh, studies, right? Or is there, or, you know, is, what's the mix total? Yeah, it's another evolving answer. Initially, we, we very intentionally focused only on graduate professional learners through this campus network. Uh, There were no BS completion opportunities there. And part of the reason for that is we have, uh, in Boston, we have one of the world's leading residential bachelor, you know, undergraduate experiences and traditional doctoral programs connected with our Boston-based campus. Yeah. Uh, We have incredible demand. Uh, at the undergraduate level, uh, we're, we're attracting, uh, you know, roughly 3,000 new undergraduates a year. Um, and we, we weren't interested initially in 
confusing ourselves or the market uh, and trying to interpret the difference between northeastern Seattle and northeastern Boston, uh, if you will, with respect to undergraduate education. Um, but what we've what we've recognized in the last couple of years is that through our through a very particular school at Northeastern, our Lowell Institute School, there is opportunity for us to be targeted in the BS completion space. So, in in programs that are connected with STEM fields, uh, and uh, so for example, engineering management or advanced manufacturing or information technology and cybersecurity. We have a specific mission through the Lowell School to serve underserved populations mm-hmm. and help them advance their careers. And we're and so we're bringing the Lowell Institute portfolio through the network uh, this year. And so we're beginning to offer bachelor's completion programming in these campuses as well, not just post-baccalaureate as we had done previously. And we're learning how to properly differentiate. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from our existing learners and our alumni about uh, how to understand and present the differences between the experience that an 18 to 22 year old person who lives in a dorm on Boston has at Northeastern and the experience of a, of a bachelor's completion learner who might be accessing digitally or uh, in a hybrid way through our Seattle campus, for example, both are Northeastern degrees and experiences. One uh, learner has a different, is at a different stage or station in, in her life than the other mm-hmm. and needs and wants different things. And, and we endeavor to be able to serve learners of all types throughout their lifetime. So we're starting to go beyond the graduate professional space and to explore our ability to serve learners in different ways through the network. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Toronto as the first time outside the United States, and the term we used when we sort of started off was a global, global, globally networked university. Do you see this, you know, expanding throughout Europe and Asia and other places, or is that, um, you know, is, a, is the ambition a little more modest as far as full geographic uh, expansion? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if... if if you and your listeners wanted to take a look at our uh, academic plan, you can find it at northeastern.edu slash 2025. Mm-hmm. You'll see clearly that we intend to be a globally networked system, which means campuses beyond North America. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're exploring right now is, well, what does the term campus mean outside of North America and how might we do that? Uh, yeah. Do we do that in the same way? that we did it in Charlotte and Seattle and Silicon Valley. Even in the U.S., we have differences. In Charlotte and Seattle, we have standalone campuses. In Silicon Valley, we're embedded within uh, uh, multinational organizations, you know, literally taking space in their headquarters. Yeah. Um, in Toronto, we're, we're um, uh, finalizing our facilities arrangement there. And, and the reason we went to Toronto after the U.S. was to learn, again, what it took to do business outside of the U S and we've learned a lot in the last year. So we're, we're using this year to, to do further exploration and explore the question you're asking now, which is, well, how do, how do we go beyond North America? And we're exploring aggressively a lot of opportunities, but we haven't um, necessarily come to the conclusions yet that would allow me to share specifically what we, what we might do or where we might do it. But our, our strategy and our intention is clear to, to expand and continue to grow this network beyond North America. Well, interesting. Well, I, I, as you said, the 
this core question of what is what does campus mean? What is uh, how does that bring a sense of um, camaraderie and to, and you know sort of affinity uh, along with online efficiencies, along with business networking? And it sounds like you guys are on the cutting edge of really all those questions. And and in a way, you're you're, you're testing it in multiple places now. And uh, I think going to learn a lot and and uh, be able to. Um, I think answer answer some of those questions as you as you go forward. Yeah, I, th I think that's part of what makes it fun for us. I mean, we we we're fortunate that we work for a president who um, is, is just thirsty for growth and innovation, and believes that you know every day we get to come to work and and build a legacy for our learners and alum and our and our university, and challenges us all to to really keep pushing. Um, and just in the five or six years we've been at this particular initiative, the learning and the evolution that we've done and the changes to the strategy that we've made, because we, we just keep searching for, you know, the term you've used a few times, you know, well, what does it mean to really be present in one of these communities? Mm -hmm. What's the best and, and most impactful way to do that? Um, it's, it's really a, a challenge professionally and it's, and it's a lot of fun. And, and more importantly, it's really paying off for our learners and our faculty and those that are, are benefiting from it the most. Well, that's great. Well, I, I, I probably most people know that I, I'm I'm based in Boston and have watched in the time I've been here Northeastern grow and I mean really become a desired, you know, highly desired experience because of the the mixing of of exposure to real business um, uh, experience and the in classroom and the amazing campus that's here in Boston and the city of Boston itself and so there's just so many good, good things going on here in Boston I was really intrigued to hear about these other initiatives and how how you're expanding that so yeah. so congrats on that that success and I, I really appreciate you making time to have a conversation uh, about uh, what it means to, to have campuses and and the stuff you're learning in all these cities and, and new cities to come well, thank you for uh, including us and giving us the chance or me the chance to share some of this with you and your listeners. We're really proud of it and we're, and we're working hard and, and excited to share it. That's great. I appreciate the time and we will talk again sometime soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you.